There's a tiny island surrounded by the stunning clear Red Sea and a bustling underwater world. Zabargat, also known as St. John's Island, has no trees and consists mostly of peridotite, which is rich in peridot. And before you Google it, peridotite is a gemstone that has the nickname the Evening Emerald because of its sparkling green hue. Some historians believe Cleopatra herself loved peridots, and that lady could afford any jewels in the world. Geologists believe peridot forms as a result of the spreading of the seafloor. When the Earth's crust decides to part ways, rocks from deep down get pushed up to the surface. That's exactly how our treasure island formed. The African and the Asiatic continental plates bumped into each other, and rocks in the lower crust went above sea level. Peridot also comes from meteorites that have crashed into Earth, but that's really rare. Its color ranges from a brown-green color to yellowish-green to pure green. Yellowish-green is the most common shade you'll see in jewelry. This color is possible thanks to a good amount of iron in the stone. The deposits of this beauty are spread all across the world, from Vietnam to Arizona and Hawaii, Tanzania, South Africa, Sri Lanka, and Norway. And then, of course, there's a Bargod. So, this place is geologically unique as it's an island built of uplifted mantle, and it's also the oldest and longest known source of peridots in the world. The first people came here for the gemstones many centuries ago. Famous Roman philosopher Pliny the Elder mentioned in his writings that pirates had discovered Zabargod's treasures in the year 500 before the current era. The beautiful green rocks made their way to Queen Bernice of the Roman Empire. They came from the ancient trading port Berenike on the edge of Egypt's eastern desert. When the city fell in the 6th century, all work stopped and the island with all its treasures stood alone for hundreds of years. In the 19th century, British explorers found the beautiful Green Island in the Red Sea and figured out it was the one described by Pliny the Elder a long time ago. Turkey did some mining here in the 20th century. Over just four years, they managed to collect over $2 million in peridots. They sent the gemstones to France for cutting. The work conditions on the island were nothing like a tropical fairy tale you could imagine. There was no drinking water for workers, so they had to install a gas-powered water condenser. Now, this territory belongs to the Elba National Park System. Most people come here to see the underwater beauties of the reefs. But if you look above the water, you can still see some beautiful sparkling peridots. If Christmas Island in Australia is on your travel list, plan the trip wisely. If you end up there in October or November when the wet season begins, you won't be able to enjoy a walk around. Red crabs cover the whole island like a blanket. And it's not one of those fluffy blankets you want to wrap yourself into. Over 100 million crabs are on a mission to reach the shore alive, marking a crucial phase in their life cycle. For the majority of the year, these red crabs reside in burrows and rock crevices. They have fruits, berries, fallen leaves, and various organic matter to keep them going. But when the dry season is over and the moon is in a specific phase, they know it's time to go. When they reach the coast of the Indian Ocean after several days of migration, they create deep burrows where females will eventually hatch their eggs. Once the burrows are ready, the male crabs return to the rainforests and the females stay at the beach for at least 12 days to keep the family going. 
The new parents are so smart, they follow the moon to pick the perfect moment with a milder tide to carry their eggs to the water. Once they hatch, the crabs bring their new family members back inland. There, they wait for the rainy season again to keep the circle of life going. To safeguard this magic, authorities close road in areas where crab migration takes place. Japan has a brand new addition to its archipelago. The world's newest landmass literally popped up in November 2023. This unnamed island is just over 300 feet in diameter. It's made of pumice and tuff left by an undersea volcano that kicked off its eruptions in October. The volcanic hustle has quieted down since then, and the waves are eroding chunks of the newly found land. Without lava flows to create a sturdy protective crust over the soft volcanic debris, the future of this freshly formed island is unstable. Similar islands had popped up before but were short lived and vanished once volcanic activity ceased. An island born in 2021 the same way is still visible today, though, so the newborn island might have some life prospects. If not, we're likely to see more territories like this. Japan is super rich in active volcanoes on land, with over a hundred in its collection. If you make friends with the Uros people living in the Lake Titicaca area and ask them for their address to send a postcard, they will have a hard time answering. Their ancestors from more than 500 years ago came up with a brilliant invention to protect themselves from the Incas. They built islands from totora roots and reeds that could be moved away from danger. Deep into the lake. Totora plants help the local community a lot since it's water resistant and is used for all sorts of things, from building boats to roofs and mattresses. The islets are even edible, and the flowers of the plant they're made of are used for tea. So there are around 120 islets still preserved, and over a thousand people can live on them. From two to six families share one islet home. Since there's no need to run away from the Incas anymore, They need to make sure the islets stay in one place. Every 15 to 20 days, the reeds forming the islets decay and need to be replaced. To prevent constant drifting, locals use eucalyptus rods as anchors, firmly securing the islets. Despite their small size, these islets have two spoken languages. The residents craft their fabric and create stunning outfits. Solar panels provide sufficient power for them to have light and even TVs. The main islet has a radio station, and the locals have embraced tourism. You can make a reservation online and experience the floating life yourself. Some islands pop out of nowhere, and others disappear without a trace. One of the most famous so called phantom islands is High Brazil off the coast of Ireland. Before you ask, no, it doesn't have anything to do with Brazil. High is a variation of I, which means island, and Brazil comes from the root bres. Meaning mighty, great, beautiful in Irish, and it gave the name to one of the local deities. This tiny mist covered island was first mapped in 1325, but later attempts to pinpoint its exact location didn't come to one result. So, legend has it that the island appears only once in seven years, and even those who claim to have seen it say they had just sailed right through it without bumping into any land. Captain John Nisbet shared the story of how he had not only spotted High Brazil, but got stranded on it with his crew. According to him, the island boasted a castle and was mostly uninhabited, 
There was even an encounter with an ancient grave gentleman who shared the island's ancient history over a lavish feast. In the late 15th century, a series of expeditions set sail from Bristol to find the famous island. All attempts failed, and High Brazil disappeared from the maps in 1865. We might never find out if it was there in the first place, but it's a beautiful story anyway. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.